So good that you're in the house of the Lord today. I know we have several that are still out of town and traveling and going here and there, but I'm so glad that you are able to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. We've got a great lesson today. I taught a, been teaching on doctrine, as you know, and just the other day we taught several lessons on the uh, Word of God, and we talked about the power of the Word of God and and the effect of the Word of God. And so today we're going to look at some more things in regards to that. Uh, God's Word is precious. And uh, for us here in the United States who have the freedom to read that Word anytime we like, sometimes we take that for granted. But behind the Iron Curtain years ago when they could not, and in our communist countries where they are not allowed to have the Word of God, this book is very valuable to them. They will literally take pages and just smuggle pages around to each other. So they'll give them one or two pages. They'll read that, basically almost memorize it because they read it so much. And then they have to give it to somebody else. They use that system in the communist country to be able to get the word of God because it is so, so precious. I hope we never, never, never lose the value of the word of God. Uh, I know many of you have several of your copies laying in your house right now. Question is, did you pick up any of those this week? Don't answer that question. Did you pick up any of those copies this week? We're, we, we're spoiled nowadays. Um, uh, my email every day sends me my uh, bread stuff every day. Boom, the verses are right there. You have it on your phone. You have it on your iPhone. You have it on your computer. The Word of God is very readily available to any of us if we have a hunger to want to read the Word of God. I thought it'd be great before we started this lesson today on the daily word search. Sorry, <clears throat> I was preoccupied a few moments here before service because when I put this uh, lesson up, uh, I chose fonts that that computer does not have. So when it does, it acts crazy. So it put all the fonts all crazy over the thing. So I had to go back and change those. So that's the reason why I wasn't in here to do our prayer this morning. But I want you to look at these verses because these are extremely important. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Everybody say this book. This book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book book now look at this and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book I thought it'd be great to start with that verses these two verses today for uh, us to understand how God views his word he views his word that, folks, if you take anything out or you add anything to it, you're done. You're going to get the judgment of God because he wants this thing to be kept in its entirety. I showed you on Wednesday night several different, and we're not going to name the organization, but an organization, and I showed you where history shows. I gave you the encyclopedia, not just secular, I mean not just religious uh, material, but also secular material that shows that these organizations literally changed the word of God, folks. History says they did that. God does not like that. So when we start talking about searching daily the Word of God, first of all, we must understand how valuable the Word of God is. 
if you don't have a real high estimation of the Word of God, you will never study the Word of God, you will never read the Word of God. If it's nothing more to you than just another novel, you'll never pick it up during the week. You'll never read it during the week. But if you understand, folks, if, do you have the Holy Ghost? If you have the Holy Ghost, you have the spirit of the very one that wrote those two verses. That's the spirit of God right there that's saying, if you take away, you're, I'm ticked off. If you add two, I'm ticked off. Why? My word is valuable. If we have the Holy Ghost, we should value the word of God the same as the God who pinned those words right there in his holy word. It's extremely important before we go into this lesson because you've got to understand how valuable the word of God is. Our focus first uh, thought today was this, because God's word is the measure of all truth, we should search the scripture daily to keep our faith strong. You don't know what you need to do to please God except for the word of God. You do not know the plan of salvation except for the Word of God. You don't know how to please God daily except for the Word of God. You don't know how God thinks except for the Word of God. So I think we better get our nose into the Word of God if we're going to please God because God's Word is the measure of all truth and we should search the Scripture daily to keep our faith Strong. I'm going to tell you what, a person who backslides is not praying and is not studying the word. I guarantee if you go ask a backslider, they'll say, I stopped praying and I stopped reading the word. And then they stop coming to the house of God because they don't want to hear the preach word of God either, folks. There's power in the word of God. The only exercise some people get is jumping to conclusions. It. That's all the exercise they get. And that happens in the Word of God. People read one phrase or one verse and they jump to these conclusions and create doctrines based on their assumption of what is being said. Here's how we need to do when we start developing our doctrine is we need to make sure that it is, in, that it is backed up by more than just one word or one phrase or one verse. We need to cross-reference it by the Word of God. I've been teaching doctrine here since, what was it, May or June now, almost every Wednesday night. And when I do doctrine, folks, that's the reason why I give you 20 or 30 verses in regards to the subject I'm talking about because we want to make sure that our doctrine is rooted in the Word of God. We don't just to jump to conclusions and say, well, that must be what God meant there. One of the biggest hindrances to truth is tradition. That has happened right here at the Palace of Praise. We had a gentleman here at the Palace of Praise, went here for years. Matter of fact, he taught in our Christian school for a few years. I actually was in his class for a while. Folks, that man left us. You know why? Because he said, I cannot see how that my good grandmother, and I'm not going to name, name the denomination, she was in that denomination for all these years, and you're trying to tell me that she's not going to go to heaven? And left truth because they could not accept the word of God because the word of God 
draws lines. It divides. According to the word of God, there are going to be people that are saved and there's going to be people that are lost. That's the word of God. We can't change the word of God. I personally, as the pastor of this church, I do set standards. But there are certain principles in the word of God I cannot change. They're absolutely, folks, I have no power to change the word of God. So I've got to continue to preach Acts 2.38 because I can't change the plan of salvation. It's in the book, folks. Now, tradition may say, well, no, this is the way I've been taught my whole life. Well, sometimes it is necessary to unlearn some things before we can learn truth. Sometimes we have to get our minds cleaned and cleared of some junk before we can accept the truth of the word of God. Sometimes we say to them, well, that's not what the way I heard it. Okay, here's what you need to do then. Go to the book. But this is the way I've been taught my whole life. This is what I've been, it does not matter. Family tradition will not save you. When you get to heaven, Jesus is not going to look at you and say, well, what did your family teach you? What is he going to go to? He's going to go back to the book. Look at this. This is our verses today. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scripture daily whether those things were so. There can only be one truth. So two opposing opinions can't both be right, folks. So what do we need to do then? We need to search the scriptures to see which one is right. Now, you ready for this? Guess what? My personal opinion falls second place to the word of God, even though I'm the pastor of this church. You need to get that in your mind. Why? Because if there's a never pastor who stands in this pulpit and tries to preach things that's contrary to the word of God, you better stay with the word of God. I'll even go further than that. If I go crazy and fall on my head someday and I start standing behind the pulpit and start preaching things that are contrary to the word of God, you better stay with the word of God, folks. Amen. That's how valuable the word of God is. No man, no human trumps the power of the word of God. No human authority trumps the authority of the word of God. Stick with the book, folks. Get your nose in the book, folks. Amen. It's the reason why I've been trying to indoctrinate this church is because there are so many voices in this world. There are so many false doctrines that are being taught in this world. You need to know what is true and what is right, folks. How many gods are there? Hey, how do we need to be baptized? Come on, that stuff I'm just trying to be pounded into your minds, folks, because it's truth. Listen, a tremendous hurdle to accepting truth is to first admit we were wrong, and that's tough. Oh, that is so tough. Because when you have believed something for the last 50 years, and all of a sudden in the Word of God, you go, wow, that's not right it's tough then especially for us men to admit that we were wrong for 50 years but I've also found it's pretty tough for women too to admit they're wrong 
Now, can I hear a, a baritone amen right there? Amen. amen. Okay. Let's just be fair. <laughs> You're in trouble today. I, she heard you. I seen her looking at you. Okay, okay, we got you. Uh huh. <laughs> Here's a fact. It's hard for any of us to admit we're wrong. Why? Because when we're taught things for so long, it becomes a part of us. It just becomes a part of us. And so then for us to say that's not right, it's hard for us to get that out of us. So then the first thing you've got to do sometimes to accept truth is to admit what you have been believing is wrong. And you ready? Then you've got to be willing to give it up. Because you can't keep both of those opinions. You will become confused, folks. This is good teaching today. Look at this. Let's look at an example. And if it seemeth evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24 and 15. You ready? Before they could choose the right, they had to reject the false. Do you see what the statement was? Whether the gods which your father served, the things that were going on in maybe even by your grandfather or your great-grandfather, those gods that you were serving, you've got to say those are wrong and God is right and I'm going to follow God. Before they could choose right, they had to reject the false. They had to say, the gods that my fathers, those fathers were that they were worshiping, they are not right. They are false gods. There's only one true God, and his name is Jesus. He's Jehovah, and that's who I've got to follow, folks. Sometimes, hear me, we've got to reject the false and get this junk out of our mind and flush our thinking before we can ever accept what is really right. It's so interesting. Did you realize one false doctrine can take you to hell? One simple false doctrine to take you to hell. You can be perfectly in line with the word of God, but your pride, I know what I'm talking about because it's happened right here to the palace praise and I got a man's name on my mind right now, I'm not going to say. But that's exactly it. He had one part of the doctrine he could not accept. He said, I just can't see that. And there's numerous scriptures for that, but he just would not accept it. Good man. Standards, he had them in line. Holiness, great guy. Praying guy, great praying guy. Excellent man. But this one thing he simply could not accept. Folks, we've got to accept the word of God in its entirety. We've got to humble ourselves and accept the word of God, folks. Hear me, look at this. I love that verse. In that they received the word with all readiness of mind. What was it? They quickly received the word of truth with an open mind. With an open mind. Oh, let me tell you something. When you come to the, word, to the house of God, you should make sure that your heart and mind is open to receive the word of God. Amen. We can come to the house of God and situations going on in our life or things that are going on or we're crossways with leadership or crossways with pastor or God's just not doing what he should be doing in my life or whatever it may be and all of a sudden we come to the house of God and we block out the word of God because of other situations in our life. 
Folks, every time you walk into the house of God, we should be like a sponge saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everything I can from the, every word of God that's preached or taught to me. I'm going to get everything I can. When Bishop teaches on Sunday morning, I'm going to get everything I can from the word of God. If there's any time in the house of God and in the service that you should stay awake, it's during the preaching of the word of God. If you feel like you got to sleep, you sleep during the worship time. <laughs> Stay awake during the word of God. The man who did that in the, in the Bible, he fell asleep during preaching, fell out the window. It's not a good thing to fall asleep in the house of God. You might wake up and everybody be gone. Because <laughs> the rapture happened. Stay awake. Be attentive to the word of God. Turn off your phones. Don't be getting texts. Don't be playing on your phones. Don't, folks, focus on the word of God and all readiness of mind. Get everything. You know why we come to the house of God and pray before service? Is to get our minds set to receive what God has for us today. We all battle so many things. Here's the fact of the matter is, in this service right now, I guarantee you that there's somebody sitting in this house right now whose mind is not really here. They're thinking about what happened yesterday or on the way to church this morning. My soup spilled out in my car. I don't know what I'm going to do about cleaning that up. Or, man, I hope my food's going to be ready by the time church is done. Or I'm We got all these things in our mind that are going here and what we're working out, what we're going to do tomorrow and the problems and what we're going to do after church. Come on, can I get a witness in the house? That's the reason why we need to come and pray and we say, God, help me to stay focused on the word of God and to receive it with all readiness of mind. I want my mind in the game today. Amen. Hear this. Search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Now, this word search here is different than the one we find in our text. This word here means seek or inquire. Search the scripture, which means to seek or inquire. But in our scripture text, and search the scriptures daily, Acts 17, 11, it actually means this. Scrutinize, investigate, examine, folks. How many times have I told this church, you need to go home and make sure I'm teaching truth. Has anybody ever heard me say that? Over and over, I keep telling you, when I preach something, go get your nose in the book and make sure I'm preaching what's right, folks. You need to study it for yourself. You don't need to sit back and say, okay, oh, I'll just receive everything you give me. You need to study the Word of God. Get your nose in the Word of God. You need to be familiar with your Word. One of the most dangerous things I'm seeing now because of all of the technology is nobody brings their Bible to church anymore. When I go to different places and preaches, nobody has their Bible anymore. Why? Because it's up on the screen. Who needs a Bible anymore? You need a Bible. I've told the palace of praise, make sure you bring your Bible to the house of God. Sister King, the other day when I dropped them off at the airport, her Bible was in the car and I said, did you need to take this with you? She goes, no, I just make sure I always keep it in the car because you said I had to bring my Bible to church every service. She said, I can't see it, but I bring it anyway. <laughs> 
You gotta have the word of God. Our young people need to see us carrying the word of God to the house of God. Oh, I got it on my phone. I got it on my iPad. Folks, we need this word of God. Our kids need to see that we love the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. The word of God is very bad. But look at that. They search the scriptures daily. I gotta hurry because we're in it a little earlier today. They search the Old Testament. Everybody say Old Testament. They, they searched, they didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. They didn't have all that. So when it says they searched the scriptures, they searched the Old Testament to solidify the New Testament message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whoa, have you anybody seen this statement? put it in my Bible studies all the time. The Old Testament was concealed. They didn't see it. And the New Testament revealed. Folks, when they were hearing this message, they go, you know what? I've got to go look in the Old Testament and confirm if what's going on in the New Testament is really right. Do you know what that means? They're both together. It's not the Old Testament and we're throwing it out now because now we got the New Testament. No, the Old Testament was concealed. But now when we stand in the New Testament with the Holy Ghost and we look back toward the Old Testament, things are opened up to us that we never saw before. The, the layout of the tabernacle. Wow! Plan of salvation. Why did they offer the sacrifices with the lambs and the blood? There was a cross of Calvary in the blood. The Old Testament... It, what? It endorses the New Testament. So it's beautiful. When they got ready, well, I really can't find anything I need in that Old Testament. It's just a bunch of genealogies, and I read them, and beget, 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 and beget. There's a lots of good stuff in the Old Testament too, folks. Amen. You need to read the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Amen. Look at this. Some people are an easy sell. They buy into every sales pitch. I've seen people like that. They'll come and they'll have stuff and I'll like, but the salesman said it was just, are you serious? I had, a, I had a, a, one of my kids that was that way. Came home with a new car. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was out of town. They called me when I was out of town preaching a revival in another state. No, it was in this state, but another city preaching a revival. And they called to tell me, I just want to let you know, today I went and got this new car. I said, are you serious? <laughs> I can afford the payments. Can you afford the insurance on that sports car? So when they called and got the insurance of almost $300 a month, they realized they're paying the same for the insurance per month as they were going to be paying for the payments on the vehicle for that month. And so we talked a while. <laughs> I was like, why? Well, man, this guy was so convincing. He was so convincing. And, and it, no, he, 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 he saw a sucker walk in the door. That's what he saw. He saw a young guy that would love to put his foot in the pedal and do those things. Folks, they see easy sales pitch and they buy everything. Unfortunately, sometimes the gossip will get sold to people who are afraid to disagree. 
They're inside the house of God and we, we, boy, they'll come accept it and we never see them again. Why? Because they couldn't tell us no. <laughs> Look at this. Some people accept the message because it's a new message. They're just trying to find new things. Now, I want us to look at this. Look, let us look at what John the Baptist did. <laughs> now, you, you should thank God that John the Baptist is not your preacher. Number one, he'd look funny without a head. But number two is, <laughs> you, you think sometimes we may be a little hard. Then said he, that's John the Baptist, to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him. Old generation of vipers. They're, they're coming forth to be baptized of him. Did you guys get this part? Look at that part. It says, coming forth to be baptized of him. Saith unto them, old generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Now look at this. Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Now look at this. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree therefore which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Luke chapter 3 verses 7 through we have too many people that want to accept truth without paying the price and that's what he was saying he goes yeah you hear my message and you're all running down here but you're a generation of vipers why because you're not wanting to change you're just wanting this new message that I have Often is the, ur the urgency of evangelism, we lose sight of the importance of the quality of conversion because of the joy we feel when reporting a quantity of conversion. Right. I've got people that want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I would really love to baptize them in Jesus' name, but I can't. Right. Why? Well, let's go back here. What's the first part of that say? There are some things we got to repent of and some things we got to get out of our life. We had a long discussion I did with two individuals. We sat in that conference room and talked a long time and they kept saying, well, we want to get baptized in Jesus' name. I said, wait a minute. Let's look where you are right now. You will, for you've been coming for weeks, and you will not change. How can I then baptize you in Jesus' name? Here's the problem we got. We got people come in, they hit the altar, they snot, we throw them into the thing, and we baptize in Jesus' name. They speak in tongues, and we never see them again. Why? Because they're never really truly repenting. Boy, it's quiet in here. We too oftentimes forget about the quality of conversion because of the quantity of conversion. I'm going to tell you what, we need both. We need a bunch of people to get a genuine move of the Holy Ghost and repentance in their life. Can somebody say amen? I can tell you one thing, I'm watching at the Palace of Praise. God is doing some awesome things at the Palace of Praise. I am seeing people that are coming to me and said, you know, I never even knew this was wrong. 
until the other day I was doing this and all of a sudden something just kind of almost spoke to me it felt like and said you don't need to do this anymore because you're one of God's children. You know what that is? That's the Holy Ghost bringing conviction into your life. Hey, the Spirit of God will really work, folks. It's real. Can somebody say amen, the Holy Ghost is real? Amen. We need both. Hey, let me tell you something. Repentance is not just for people who are coming down the path of the new birth experience for the first time. It is something that also every one of us in this house need to do on a regular basis. I changed my voices there so you'd probably get that and not fall asleep. Okay? All of us need to have a place of repentance. And if you're sitting here saying, I don't need to, you definitely do. You got a stinking attitude, okay? <laughs> Look at this. The word of God builds faith. Somebody agree with that? It's the reason why we need to search the word through the word of God. Look at this. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's great. I love that verse. But here we go. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Everybody needs a preacher in their life. Oh, that's beautiful. Oops, who did that? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Hun, why are you laughing about that? Since then, my feet not boofal. <laughs> According to that, they are right there. <laughs> Look at this. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? You know what? It's not mine or Brother Green's or Damien's or Devin's or any of the ministers in this house. It's not any of their responses to make sure you obey the word of God. We just have to preach and teach what God gives us. The responsibility is like today. I put it in your hands, then it's up to you to do with it. I have to teach it. But look at this. Who hath believed our report? So then, this is a beautiful verse. Look at this. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I found this one thing. People that are constantly depressed are people who don't read their word and pray. Don't tell me that you're reading your word, really reading your word, not just reading through it to see how fast you can get it done, but really reading the word and praying, and you're still depressed. Why? The word of God creates faith in us. When you read the word of God and you see how God healed people and did this and that, my Lord, you can say, well, why do I have fear in my life? Why, what should I fear? What should I be afraid of? This word of God lets you know God can do anything in your life. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many of you are thankful for your word? Amen. Amen. Look at this. Therefore, I'm trying to hurry through this today. <clears throat> Therefore, many of them believed. Also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. And of men, not a few. Folks, they were hungry to hear the word of God. With readiness of mind, they accepted the word of God. But then they said, we're going to study this and make sure it's right. And they searched the scriptures diligently to find out if what they were saying was really true. And when they found out it was true, they accepted what they heard and believed it with all of their heart. Fact-checking a sermon in the word of God should only lead to more faith. 
When I preach things and you go home and get your book out and you're going, wow, I've seen that. It's really interesting. I just preached a sermon the other day and somebody came up to me and said, uh, oh, I remember now, I preached on a Sunday night and a person that was here was not here on Sunday morning. They were at another church in Salem on Sunday morning. The preacher in Salem preached the same sermon I preached. And folks, I did not get it off the internet. <laughs> I didn't get it all. They preached the same sermon. The person came to me and said, you're not going to believe this. That's the same sermon they preached, same scripture text they used this morning in the church. I said, well, maybe God's talking to you then. I thought you had to hear it twice. But what am I saying? God is working through the preaching of the word of God. <clears throat> So if he's working through the preaching of the word of God, when you hear the word of God, <clears throat> instead of just saying, oh, that's great, go home and get your book out, and during the week, study what I preached or taught in the word of God, you're going to find out there's a reason why God is having me preach certain sermons and why he's having Bishop teach certain things in the church. Why? For our learning that we may be rooted and grounded in truth, folks. And then when you go home, you open up your book and begin to really get your nose in it. You know what? Faith begins to increase in you because you're saying, wow, the word of God that he preaches is really coming straight from the word of God that I'm reading in print, folks. Guess what? The word of God preached should never vary from the written word of God. It's the same author. The person who's inspiring me to preach the word of God is the same one who inspired holy men of old to write the word of God. They should work in chorus with one another. The devil never wants you to study the word of God. He wants you to remain ignorant concerning the word of God. The devil loves it when you never read your Bible. Because an ignorant person is wide open to receive and accept anything that's told to them. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. What? In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, King James Version. Hear me. It's dangerous not to accept and love truth. It's dangerous not to accept and love truth. You're on dangerous ground when you hear the word of God, you understand the word of God, and you reject the word of God. God isn't obligated to reveal truth to you even once, moreover, many times. If you've ever heard the, the message of the plan of salvation one time, you've heard it more than millions and millions of other people. Did somebody hear me? There are millions, perhaps even billions of people that do not know Acts 2.38, that you need to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for remission of sins and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues. There are billions probably people that have never heard that message one single time. Can I ask you a question? Why has God let you hear it a hundred times? Perhaps a thousand times. Folks, I'm going to tell you what, when God is so gracious to you to let you see things in his word, 
you should love and accept them with your whole heart, saying, thank you, God, that you gave me an opportunity to hear truth. You don't get it. Did you realize today, up and down this road here, a farming road, there are not a number of church, church after church after church. People are today are going to gear up, go into the house of God and they're going to hear songs just like we're going to sing in here. They're going to hear a man speak from a word of God just like you're hearing from me. But they're going to be hearing about a Trinitarian doctrine that there's only three God. There's three gods and not only one God. I want to ask you a question. Why? Why did God give you the privilege to know that there's only one God and His name is Jesus? Why aren't you sitting on one of those pews today hearing about a false doctrine? My Lord and my God, we should love truth, folks. Oh, I want my kids, I want my grandkids to love this message. I want them to know that there's only one God and He's the Savior of the world. He's the one that died on the cross of Calvary, folks. Oh, hallelujah. We need to love truth. And I'm challenging us adults today. Man, we got to fall in love with truth. Every time there's a message, you don't need to be playing in the house of God. You need to be focusing. Why? There's children and young people that are watching you today. We need to respond to the word of God. There's nothing tougher than preaching in a church when you preach the word of God. They all just sit there and stare at you like you fell out of the bed on your head. They just sit there. It's like, seriously, folks? This is the word of God! Come on, even if I'm not a very good preacher, here's the fact of the matter. It's the word of God! Get excited about it. It's the word of God! We at the Palace of Praise, when the Word of God's being preached, we need to make sure we're excited about the Word of God. If we're excited to get down here when we're singing and worshiping and get with it, we need to get with it when it's preaching the Word of God and teaching where the Word of God. Why? There's nothing more powerful going on in any service than the preaching and the teaching and the delivery of the Word of God. We got to fall in love with this Word, folks. Had somebody the other day, they said, hey, can I get that CD? I want to listen to that again and again. That's what you need right there. Man, I want to hear it more. I want to get it. I missed something when it was taught the other day, but I got to get it. I want to hear it more and more and more. That should be a hunger in every one of us, folks. Oh, hallelujah. You can't get too much of the Word of God. But the Word of God is what's going to save you and what keeps you. Tell me what it was even Jesus when he was walking here on this earth, folks. What was it he used? What did he use against the enemy of his own soul, folks? Use the word of God. Get our nose into it. Why here and we at this church do we promote Bible quizzing so much? We want to get the word into our kids. We pour lots of money into Bible quizzing here at the Palace of Praise. Why do we encourage our kids? I think we had 14 of them show up to start Bible quizzing this year. Great. I hope all 14 of them make it to the end also. But if you don't, learn as many verses as you can. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. But get it. You don't need to just memorize it. It needs to become a part of you and your character. You love it. You embrace it. You obey it. We've had people come through the palace of praise that were on our Bible quiz teams and quote verses after verses and walk away from truth. Why? Because it never got into their heart and into their lives, folks. Oh, i got to go on. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God, wow, 
not God. And for this cause, God, not God. God wouldn't do that. The devil would have to do that. God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Why? Because it goes back to this thing right here. I showed you the value, how much he values this word of God. And if you won't love it, he says, you won't love it, then I'll send you a strong delusion. If you won't love my word and truth when I give it to you, I'll show you a strong delusion. And you'll believe. I remember a man that was in this church, and, and we used to go out and knock doors years ago. And folks, guess what? Now he's the pastor of an assembly of God's church and preaches a tenetarian doctrine. But I used to sit in a home and listen to him. When we'd sit in people's homes, we'd knock and talk about the oneness of God and talk about Acts 2.38 and now he's assembly a God preacher. You hear me right now. You are not insulated from, from false doctrine. You're not insulated from being deceived, folk. If you don't keep your nose in the book, keep your spirit right and keep full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Folks, that guy's Bible is wore out as much as mine was. And folks, he could find his verses as fast as I can find these verses. He would go to them just like that. But folks, just knowing the book is not enough. Your spirit has got to be in line with the book. You've got to love the Word of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, folks. We've got to love truth, not just know truth, folks. Oh, my Lord, hear me. That they all might be damned who believeth not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Oh, i got to go on. I'm going, hear me, don't argue with truth. It's an argument that you are sure to lose. <laughs> Get this, I'm hurrying up. i got about four minutes here. As also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, yeah, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle. Rest. As they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Don't fight the word of God. Don't fight the word of God just because tradition is saying, ah, oh, that's what I should do. No, don't fight the word of God. Accept the word of God, folks. Look what it says for their own destruction. Here's the fact of the matter is if you reject truth, you know who is really hurt? You truth's going to keep going on and the church's going to keep going on. It's going to be you that is going to suffer. Look, a legend has circulated that a friend found J.W., I mean, W.C. Fields thumbing through a Bible while on his deathbed. Knowing the man had not been religious, to say the least, his friends were surprised. What are you doing, he asked. Fields replied, looking for loopholes. Looking for loopholes. Instead of seeking the way, too many people seek a way out. They're seeking a way out. They, I talk to people, backsliders, over and over again. They try to use offenses in the church as a loophole and a way out. Well, you don't understand what pastor did to me. You don't understand what he said to me. You don't understand what he did to me. You don't understand what brother or sister so-and-so did to me. You don't understand they think. Folks, those are all excuses. And when you get to heaven, try that with Jesus. He's going to look at you and say, not happening. Go, because excuses don't work. I don't care. 
I'm going to tell you what. Every person in this house, if you live for God very long, you're going to have an excuse why you shouldn't live for God. Why? I'm going to give you one excuse. Why? Because I'm going to preach some things sometimes you're not going to like. I'm going to say it the way you don't like it, or I'm going to see you in the hallway and say, don't wear that, don't do this, or don't do that, and you're going to have an excuse to be mad at me. And if I don't do it, then bless the hearts of all these precious saints of God. One of them will definitely give you an excuse. Because every one of us, God puts into our lives people to help us, to make us better people. And sometimes it rubs us the wrong way. Just like sandpaper takes off the rough steps because it's coarse. Some of people in the house of God's a little coarse. And they're rubbing off to make you a little smoother. Saying to God. We're all going to have excuses. But I'm here to tell you. You better lay aside everything else and realize I got to obey the word of God and not look for a way out. I'm not looking for a way out. This group of young believers in Berea, what? Sought the scriptures for a way forward, not a way out. While apostolic believers need to know their Bibles well, they must be careful God's word does not become just a textbook or a doctrinal manual, folks. I'm going through this fast. God's word is alive and powerful, able to sustain and nourish those who consume its truth. We must search the word of God for meaning, purpose, and principles in life. Can somebody say amen? And we go to this verse. Study to show thyself approved, thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. Study to show. I know that's a skiddy, scary, dirty, four-letter word, five-letter word, study. Just like work is another dirty, four-letter word. I'm allergic to work myself. Every time I do it, I break out in sweat. So I'm going to stop doing it myself. But you can study to show thyself approved. You must study to show thyself approved. If I'm the only one fixing your meals every week, You're in sad shape. If Bishop is the only one fixing your meal every week, you're in sad shape. You better get your nose in the book and cook you up some of your own meals by studying the Word of God. I had an evangelist one time who told me, he says, man, I don't, he says, man, I preach the same sermons over and over again. He said, because I, he says, I can't seem to find those same dynamic messages. I, I thought to myself, you know what? I can't even get through my Bible reading every day. Because when I get down to about four or five verses, there's something that pops out to me and I said, that is an, that's a great sermon right there. And I forget about the rest of the verses and I go study on that verses and start studying everything. The word of God is so powerful. If you start reading and stuff, you're going to find things in there. You go, wow, this is fantastic. Whoa. I can see some of you are really excited about that. We should have coffee. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner. And is the discerner. What is the word? Discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the... What is... You want to help to get your thoughts in line? You want to help to make sure the, even the intents of your heart is in line? Then saturate your spirit with the Word. 
If you saturate your spirit with the word, your thoughts are going to be right. Your heart is going to be right because the word of God is going to show you what you need to do to be right with God. Oh, that's the reason why around here at the Palace of Praise, we're doing this thing right here. Bread reading and riches any day. Bread program. And we'll have our sign up out there for those that are finishing it for the year. That we will set a record this year from the number of people that are going to finish their Bible reading for the whole year. We've never had near this many people finish for the Bible reading. But I felt it was so important that yes, if it costs me gift cards, that's fine. If I can get you to get your nose in the book, I'll let you drink Dutch Brothers. It's all right. Or Taco Bell or whatever you like, folks. Because this thing is important, the precious word of God. Let's all stand. Went a little over this morning. We're going to try to wrap up here and be back at 11 o'clock. Oh, how many are thankful for the word of God? Hallelujah. It's great to have all of you in the house of God today. It's intermission time. You can go take a break, whatever you need to do.